Welcome to Regenerative Medicine today. This is John Murphy. It's my pleasure to welcome to this podcast Julia Hart, who is the manager of the McGowan Institute Histology Laboratory. Julia, what is the definition of histology? Histology is the study of tissues and their structure. And to put that in context, cells are the smallest unit of living matter. And then tissues are made up of common cells and their extracellular matrix that are grouped together for a common purpose. So there's four main tissue types that we look at that are in the body. There's the epithelium, which is in things like skin and organ linings, the connective tissue, which is things like bone, blood, and cartilage, muscle tissues, nervous tissues, and different combinations of those four tissue types are what make up the organs in your body. So the histology is looking at those four tissue types and their structure related to different treatments and diseases and things like that. And you play an important role in terms of science, studying tissue and formation of tissue and body parts. Yeah. And specifically what we do in our lab when we get those samples, we'll get pieces of organs from biopsies or surgeries, and we'll first do what we call processing and embedding. And that's just a process that allows us to put the sample in a wax block, and it can be mounted then on an instrument called a microtome. And the microtome has a really sharp blade on it. It allows us to cut really, really thin sections of that sample. So we can cut sections about five microns thick and we can put those sections on the microscope slides so that you can look at them under a light microscope. The problem is if you were to put just one of those sections on a microscope slide and look at it, you'd see the outlines of the different structures of the tissues, but that's all you could really make out. It'd be pretty hard to see because the section is so thin, your sample is transparent under the microscope. So then we can take that a step further and visualize different cells and tissue types in the sample with different staining techniques. Those stains really help us and help the researchers get more information about the tissue structure and what might be going on in that sample. And we can do that using two different staining methods. We use dyes that will bind to different structures in the cell. And we'll also do immunohistochemistry. And that uses antibodies that will attach to individual markers. For example, one marker would be CD3. That will attach to an important marker on T cells. And so when we do CD3 staining, we're able to see the presence or number of those cells. And that's important in determining immune response. What do you consider your most significant accomplishment? It's hard to pick just one. And we only see a part of a lot of these studies, but we have worked on several pretty big ones. It's just nice seeing something go from the research stage and then be moved on into commercialization and being used to help like actual patients after the research stage. So it's nice to be a part of all of that. We're really proud here too of being able to troubleshoot all different types of stains, B 
because we work with such a wide variety of researchers and coming up with new immunohistochemistry stains for people and troubleshooting all sorts of different scenarios that'll come to us. So I'm proud of how we're able to keep up that quality of service. You are really well respected in your work. Oh, thank you. You brought some pictures along, which we'll post on the website. Perhaps you can use this picture. Can you explain a little more what you do? The most common stain that we perform is the hematoxylin and eosin stain. That's the first picture on the top left. And that's just a quick and easy way to see the overall structure of the tissue. And in that, the cell nuclei are stained dark purple, and then proteins are stained pink. And then we also have a sampling on that page of a bunch of other stains that we perform. Mason's trichrome is a connective tissue stain. We have Movat's penachrome. This is on a joint. And that's used for heart, blood vessel samples, connective tissues. It's a really good one for looking at a variety of different tissues because it stains five different colors. The oil red O stain will stain lipids and fatty tissues and samples. So as you can tell, we can do a wide variety of tissue types. We're able to visualize and look for certain things depending on what the sample is. And the last two, I'll just touch on, those are some examples of the immunohistochemistry that I was talking about. So the tunnel stain, that's actually looking at cell apoptosis or death. So you can actually see the individual cells that have died. And those are the dark brown ones. And there's also SMA, which is smooth muscle actin. And so you can see the smooth muscle cells in different vascular walls in this sample. In IHC, we're even working towards doing some double staining so you can see multiple markers on the same slide. And we're able to kind of troubleshoot just what you want to look at, what your sample is. It's really useful for researchers to either see a disease progression or see a cellular response that a treatment is causing or even see if healthy tissue is being regenerated. So we can see a wide variety of things since we have so many of these stains at our disposal. Pictures you brought along. They're available online at tinyurl histology images. No space between histology and images. Julia, what training is required to be a histology specialist? There's a couple different routes that you can take. There is professional certification that you can get from the American Society for Clinical Pathology. It's not nationally required, but it is available. And to be a histotechnician, you would need to complete a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree with a certain number of science courses and then continue on to an accredited certificate program after that. Or to be a histotechnologist, you can have a bachelor's degree and do one of those programs, or you can also have a bachelor's degree and have a minimum of a year of experience and then test into that certification. So it's either a combination of furthering 
your education with a certificate program or getting on the job training and laboratory experience and then doing that. But a lot of it is just practice and getting to know it hands-on. Yes, so you certainly serve a wide variety of customers. We appreciate your contributions and expertise. Thank you. Julia, thank you for joining us today and sharing with us your expertise and experience. Histology is an important tool for the researcher working in tissue modification and restructuring. Thank you again, and best wishes for your continued success. Thank you.